Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. This is Alexander Mars with Sunday Talk with me, Alexander Mars, on November the 7th of 2021. Woohoo! Only a couple more months and we get to start off another new year. Woohoo! Anyway. Alright, and today's topics are going to be, I am going to be talking about... I'm going to talk about Doom, and then I'm going to talk about decorating for Christmas. I know, I know some people are already going, she said the word Christmas, and you're twinging at me. I'm like, happy go, happy go, go, it's Christmas. Yeah, I love Christmas. So anyway, so that's what I'm going to be talking about. Um, before I get started, wanted to give a quick update. About some other things before I get in, dive into those two topics. I have been uh, editing my manuscript again, and it's going good. I'm still in draft four. I was at the beginning of draft four when I got sick. So now I'm like starting to move into the first turning point of my story. So that's pretty good. So I'm actually, I think I got chapter eight done and now I'm going to chap starting the chapter nine. So yeah, and I noticed since I've been doing making changes that my word count has been going up. Now it's like around 60,000 words climbing. <laughs> this story actually started out to be a short story and I decided that it needed to be a novel length story because of everything that contained in it and I'm still not done. So I'm learning some new things. And another thing that I've learned, um, I don't know if you've read my latest blog post on alexandermars.com, I was talking about that I needed a better system of at least detail notes or a better outline for future manuscripts, especially when I get sick. Because it just takes me a while to get back into writing. And I, I need to work on that too as well. But I've been in dealing with other stuff. Like going to hand therapy. And working on my hands. And that's been. Trying to do. The, trying to put in the exercises routines. And all that jazz. Gets complicated. I may talk about that. Probably this this week. So I last week was pretty busy. So I, I didn't do any. Uh, 15 minute or 30 minute topics last week and I, I apologize for that but there's just certain things that comes first in my life and my health is one of them and I will not apologize for that so and I thank you for for my listeners I thank you for continuing to listen and, and to support me as I go through all this wonderful changes in my life but that's what happens when you have a chronic disease like rheumatoid arthritis. There's always changes. But pretty soon I'm hoping things will go back to normal where I don't have to be going to that much therapy. Instead of and start doing my hand exercises at home. It's coming to that point. So, so anyway. So yeah, so I worked on my manuscript and going to hand therapy working on that. And just taking it easy. So, and then also, this is also 
Yeah. This is also the week before I get my, my infusion. So that's taking a toll on me as well. So I'm going, there's, I'm going like an extra week without, um, getting, cause I'm actually, I'm at my fourth week. So actually I'm doing five weeks in between this infusion for my last infusion because I have a doctor's appointment right after that with my rheumatologist and I just didn't want to break it up. I mean, I had the choice. They gave me the choice, but I'd rather say it. And you're like wondering, well, last time I did this, I had a really bad flare-up. Because, well, the reason I had the really bad flare-up was, for one, I'd been sick. Two, um, I did not get my September infusion. And so I needed it. So I moved it a week up in October. And so I decided that, depending on how I feel, I feel like I could hang on and just keep my regular schedule. And get back into that. Um, the weather's been cooperating so far, but uh, we're talking about huge weather changes for next weekend, so we'll see. Uh, anyway, so that's what I've been doing. Going on with my life and just doing things, taking it easy, taking my mandatory rest period when my body requires it, and working on my hand exercises. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting more function out of my hand. My fingers are not completely straight, my, especially my ring finger. Now my ring finger, after all this time, is beginning to hurt, and especially in the joint a little bit. So I'm thinking I've reached, I'm starting to reach the maximum. So I don't think my fingers will ever be straight again without having surgery. And I mean, when I say surgery, I mean having the knuckles removed, fix the muscles, fix everything. And the reason why I don't want to do it is right now is it's winter. I hurt more in the winter. I have more issues with my joints in the winter. It's like, no, I don't, I don't want it. And then all the stuff that's doing on going on my family as well. It's just not a really good time. I would prefer to have surgery in spring and summer and then, and then deal with the next seasons but I don't know so but at this point I don't think I will I'm leaning against surgery now I'll be talking to my hand surgeon because the last time I was there my hand surgeon said if he didn't see any improvement that we were doing surgery and I just kind of said okay to that but I'm going to go back and say no I'm not doing surgery so and there's a lot of issues with that so I know I've been talking about this for a while but this is like one of the huge turning points and it's a huge decision and there's there's a lot of questions cannot be answered about how I would be after surgery and how my hand would be because I'm right-handed and I'm dominantly right-handed and I need my right hand so I don't know it's just crazy so this is not like a normal person going in and getting something fixed if something goes wrong and going yeah this is a person also dealing with rheumatoid arthritis and Duplicates contracture. So, 
as my therapist says, is not knowing where one where, where the RA ends and the duplex contracture begins without actually going in there and looking at my hand. And I'm just like, um, no. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, we're not doing that. It's, so, but actually the exercises that I'm doing at home is helping, especially the stretching. Um, I've been doing the stretching like first thing in the morning before I take my meds. Or sometimes like this morning I waited about an hour before I did that. But it normally does pretty good. <clears throat> and then wearing my splints at night for a few hours. Uh, my resting splints. I finally got a new splint for my left hand to wear at night or when I'm not doing anything. So, excuse me, that's pretty good. And um, so, different issues with the left from the right. So, I'm just trying to prevent some things. <clears throat> So the the surgeon agreed for the order for a splint for my left hand when I told him why. So so we'll see what happens. So anyway, so I'm my next segment I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about doom. And I may be talking about some spoilers. So if you don't want any spoilers or you don't really want to know, um, if you plan on seeing the movie. I would come back later and listen to that segment. So anyway, and also too, if you're thinking about seeing the movie and you know nothing about Doom, I would recommend you read the first book and read at least read 200 pages because yeah, it's you're not gonna. I don't think a person outside of um, Especially in the beginning, if you didn't, if you don't know anything about the characters, the history of of the series of the saga, then you're not going to understand the opening of the movie. So, anyway, so that's what I'm going to be talking about next, and I will continue that conversation in the next segment. And I hope to see you there. And doodles. Alrighty, welcome back to this segment, uh, second segment of my podcast for November 7th of 2021. Woohoo! Anyway, so this segment is going to be, like I said at the end of my first segment, is I'm going to be talking about Doom, the movie, and the book so far. So they kind of go together. Like I said at the end of my first on my first segment, my opening segment. If you don't know nothing about Doom, if you haven't read the book, you know nothing about it. I, I think if you go see the movie, I think, for one, you're going to be highly disappointed. And another thing, the beginning... I've seen the movie twice, so... Actually, you know, I saw the movie the first time. My first reaction was to it. Um, okay, let me get back up. I had planned to read the whole novel, <laughs> over 700 pages of the novel, by... So, sorry about that, the phone was ringing. So, 
I was thinking about writing, I was thinking about reading the book, not writing, reading the book, having it done before the movie came out. You know the story. If you've been following me, you know that I got sick and just put me way behind on everything. So, so I had planned, but so, but I had read about 200 pages prior before October 22nd. So basically, which, which I read the beginning of the no, the novel, the beginning of how they get to Arrakis and why they were going to Arrakis, which was called Doom, and and how Paul was very fat, sad, not fat, fatuated by this planet, and then his dreams that was that he was having, and everything. So I knew. And then also, I also read to the point where they arrived on the planet and what was starting to take place before, before, you know, everything happened. So yeah, so I will be talking about some spoilers. So if you've seen this. So I had a, I had a really good knowledge of the beginning of the book. Because the book is divided in three, like, three stories, like... The arrival of leaving, le- leaving the wor- the home world, going to Arrakis, then Paul going into the desert, and then I think the third I think the third book is titled within the in the novel like the Prophet, so it's basically it's basically the journey of Paul is in the first book, and so this is what the movie this is what the movie is taking um, out of. So my first opinion of Doom when I watched it the first time was it was very, the beginning felt very choppy. It didn't really make no sense. And even I had trouble following it a little bit because I was thinking to myself, okay, if I never knew nothing about this, these characters from the source material of the novel, that would I understand the story of what was taking place and why why are these characters taking place now the the story the movie basically followed Paul and then ever so often it went to his father and then it went to his mother and those scenes were very short and it, those scenes in some ways kind of felt like they were out of place they weren't, they didn't give much depth to those characters. And I really think they should have, they should have, like, gave a little bit more depth when those characters had scenes by themselves without Paul. Because you really need to understand what was going on with, with those characters. To understand the dilemma of what was happening. And why Paul's father, the Duke, was afraid of what was about to take place. So, so there was a lot of different things. I think that was tricky. But once, once the action started, and once um, the destruction of of their new home on Arrakis was raided by the Baron and the Imperial Guards. 
then the story started taking shape because like I said, I run about about 200 pages and then the rest of the movie, I had no, I really had no source material about what was going on. And so I could follow the rest of the movie fine. It was just the beginning of why, how everything was getting started, how they introduced the characters. You know, that was my first impression when I, when I saw the first movie. Then I saw the second. And and when I saw the second, it kind of made more sense, but I still felt that there were scenes that, especially when they were on their home world, that, that Paul's parents needed to make some sense. Because like I said, if you didn't under, if you didn't read the, the book, you just didn't understand certain things that were going on behind the scenes and what was taking place. Um, yeah, my movie buddy told me some more things about the bull that I didn't know because I hadn't read that pre-sequel stuff before the book and which made sense why they kept showing the bull. There were, like I said, so to me, overall, Doom is more, this movie is not an action-packed movie. I think a lot of people who went to see it who thought it was going to be about comparing it to Star Wars and all this stuff and Lord of the Rings they thought was going to be this adventure action-packed movie and they pay this money and they find out uh no it wasn't Doom is a saga even the book is a saga it's about a journey it's about it's about Paul's journey and the things that happened to him as a young man being 15 and what he's faced with and the annihilation of his family because now he is the last of the bloodline for the duke so it's about his journey and how now he is trapped on arrakis even the book is is doing i'm still reading the book so and how him and his mother are now going to survive on this desert planet Knowing if they re- if they resurface and they don't have the right protection, they're they're going to be murdered. So, so that that's basically what it is. So, so yes, basically, I just feel like this particular movie was made. For people who had who had read the book, who liked Doom, um, who understood the characters, there wasn't really that much of a I I still feel like the the beginning was choppy. And this was like a two hour and thirty five minute long movie. You count the credits, I think it's more like two like two thirty, but and so, I mean, they had, I think they just cut out some scenes. There were some scenes I would have liked to see, and I would like to see in the banquet scene. I would have liked to see, there was other things that they had filmed that I think they needed in the movie. Um, I think they just chose, the. I think they just chose 
the wrong things to focus on because it was to me really choppy but once they reached Arrakis it didn't seem as choppy it seemed to be more consistent but and I really in in the beginning I really didn't know who who Paul was or how Paul felt about being the Duke's son I mean, they had one scene with him and his father, in which I liked that. But it just seemed like the way they portrayed Paul was different from the book. Um, Paul is more in the book, more um, noble. He carries himself well. He knows his place. He knows the duty that is expected of him. And yet, at the same time, he's fatuated by the planet Doom and the Spice and, and the girl that lives on the planet. And trying to figure out his place in the world. And what he thinks his place is in the world. And then when he finds out what he might be. That's interesting. And that's why I'm still reading the book. I, I find that interesting. Because now he is. He's beginning to see the truth. But I, I won't spoil the book. But. For that. So. You know. And then I hear people criticizing. Well it's not the movie is not as good as the book. Well, when you've got a limit under three hours for a movie, you're not going to be able to tell the whole story. Alright? Even if... The, I, I know the author of the book is long has passed away long ago. But even if the author was still alive today and he wrote the adaptation of the book, he would still even struggle to make it as close to the source material as you get. It's impossible. You le you have to leave things out. You know, the only the only close of the book I can recommend that's close to the to the to the no to a novel based off a movie is The Last Unicorn, because the uh, because the author who wrote The Last Unicorn also wrote the script for Last Unicorn. And, um, but if you read the, if you read the last unicorn there, there in the novel, there are some things that the author let out because it would have made the movie too long. So the book movies, the movies based off of, of a novel is not always going to be as good as the source material of the story itself. Because there's a lot more pages and you can take your time reading. You know, how long is people going to sit there? Are you going to sit there and read, watch a three-hour movie? I would have if they gave me a 15-minute break in between. <laughs> I, think if it's, I think if a movie is done right and it's exciting and it tells a good story and it's captivating to the adult audience that's there, I I think, and you give if you give people a fifteen minute break like they did in the olden days, 
to go to the bathroom or get something else. Yeah. I think people would stay. I think people would stay and watch a three to four hour movie. As long as you give them that intermission and, and tell them they have an information, you know. <sighs> That's just me. I think so. I think so. I mean, I mean, look at the Lord of the Rings. They're they're long movies, and people enjoyed them, but they were good. You didn't have to know anything about the Lord of the Rings when you seen those movies because they did a really good job of explaining the story to a person, and also did a good job, I think, for people who had read the story. So. You know, there's there's those things, but movies are never going to be as good as as the novel, unless the novel was badly written, and there's been instances of that too. So you know, it just it just varies. But like I said, to me, the way they wrote, or ed- I don't know if they wrote it, but the way they edited Doom, I think they they were catering to the fan core people who like doom and who had read the material who had read the novel and who had read all the books because i'm pretty sure if i had read all the books i would understand a little bit more about the subtlety what they had put in in the beginning of the no you know of the movie this is why I feel like if you haven't read anything of the movie, I mean, if you haven't read anything of, of the novel, I think you're going to be lost, especially in the beginning. Why well, I, I really do. And why I was at the movies there watching it. I mean, there was, in the middle, there was a guy that walked out and left. He he just it was like in the middle and I'm like I'm sitting there going you're like leaving the good part it's coming had enough of it and I've heard people talk about they've left you know so I think some of it they're thinking it's an action pack like a Marvel movie and it's not a Marvel movie um it's not it's not an action pack movie it's a saga. It's a grown-up movie for grown-ups, <laughs> basically. You know, I and I don't. I seen someone in one of the in the Zoom groups I belong to talking about they took their little their little their son to it, and I'm like, I don't think that's material that your son should be watching just yet at his age. But however, you are the parent and not to me. There's some things that in in there I just to me that's just questionable showing it to young children. I don't know if they would be able to understand it or understand the motivations behind what was going on. So and there was also some parts that they changed for certain characters I was glad to see that I liked. So from the book that too. So, I I was I was happy about that, too. That I I liked their take on that. So, 
And basically, another people and another thing people didn't like about um, Doom was the way they left it. Doom is basically a cliffhanger, in a way, but it it wrong, but it also was to me in one way a satisfying ending. It was like Paul and his mother had finally found the Freeman that they were looking for. He had. He had fought the Freeman. He was in the battle. And he won the battle. And they were taking him. They were taking. They were taking him to the rest of their people. His mother wasn't too happy about what was going on. Because she wanted to get him off the planet. He didn't want to go because now he feels that his his destiny is to learn stuff from the Freeman. And he was going there and he had made his intentions known that he was going he was going there. Because his father believed in the Freeman and the desert power. And that's what he wanted to, to use. And so so they kind of left it them walking with the caravan and going back. And so that's how they left it. So you can see now with all the experience how Paul was at the beginning of the movie and then at the end of the movie you can tell he's now maturing into a warrior. And now what had happened, his death of his father, the death of his closest friends, people that he knew like I'm not going to see. If you haven't watched it, you know. A lot of the royal... Uh, I wouldn't say servants, but a lot of the loyal allies that were that worked for Duke, served under Duke's... Under Paul's father, the Duke, all perished. <laughs> <coughs> and now it's just Paul and his mother. So, so I mean that's what they're doing. They're they're going and they're going into living in a different culture, in a different thing, and to eventually to take on the emperor. So, so Paul has a plan, and he need he needs the Freeman to do it, whatever that plan is. So that's basically what it is, and that's where they left it. And so now they're going to be doing part two. They should have went ahead and just filmed part one, part two, and part three, but no, they didn't do that. So now they're they're filming part two, and there are any they're hanging around there even maybe a part three, which makes sense because the novel is in parts. I mean, you have like book one, book two, and book three according to the table of contents contents of the novel. Actually, I am getting ready to start book two of the within the novel, but so yeah, I'm going into the middle of the book. So this is what they're doing. And I wouldn't be surprised. That's what they're doing. So but so basically my take, if you know anybody who hasn't seen Doom, I don't think they're gonna enjoy it. If you read the book and liked it, you'll like the movie. Um, 
I wouldn't go in with high. I wouldn't go in like they're going to cover everything. There were some things I wish they would have covered. But I'm hoping when the DVD comes out, when they release it, that they'll add the bonus scenes, which would be nice. And I think once the bonus scenes came into play, I think the movie would make a lot more sense. So, another thing I like, too, about the movie is they highlighted Paul's ability to see things. And his ability to be a warrior before before all this started, when he was living under his father's roof, which was nice. So, you could see the potential that Paul had, and basically what he's going to become in the desert. So, you know the warrior... The leadership he's going to be coming. So that's going to be interesting. Um, the one thing. Now the one thing I, I've heard people. They talked about they liked. Um, the actress that played Lady Jessica. I, I liked her too. But I always thought that Lady Jessica. Was a bit. F from the novel. I always thought that Lady Jessica. Was a bit older. Just a few years younger than um, than the Duke, or maybe I could be wrong about that. But that's so that's been my impression, and so I just kind of felt that the version in the movie. I just felt that she was just a little bit too young. I felt like that how old she was and how old. Um, Paul was I have a feeling that she, she was more like a young bride maybe perhaps a child bride in a way I know that's taboo but it was just how how old she was stuff. I mean they don't say her age but I'm just kind of thinking that maybe I that's the impression that they gave which the book if you read the book, goes into some things that we we would now consider very very taboo. I I always pictured her just a, a tad older. And um, another thing that I thought the actress was good, but when it came to the hard stuff, like her emotions when she was in a dangerous situation it seemed like she would lose it a little bit more and go go through the customs of what she was taught as a child and to me in the book when lady jessica was worried about her son or in a situation that could turn deadly for her either way it seemed like she would do those exercises within her mind and she wouldn't say them out loud. She would be her, she would having the words inside of her mind. Now, I know that's hard to do on the screen and I get it, but it was just the way I know some people in some of the Doom groups that I belong to have even said that too, but I just kind of felt that the way that Lady Jessica is portrayed in the book and then and how she was portrayed in the movie kind of made her a little bit more weaker and maybe that's what they wanted for what's coming up next because if you don't understand lady jessica was a concubine <coughs> she 
she never she never married the duke she wanted to marry the duke but the duke didn't marry her because if he married her how his allies would treat him especially the ones that had daughters if he was available for marriage he get more contracts it it's explained in the book and um And Lady Jessica never used her abilities to make the Duke marry her. She always wanted the Duke marry her, marry her because he wanted to. Um, but he didn't do it because of political reasons. But he treated her like a wife. And stuff like that. Because it played well in the thing. And it was a similar relationship in, between the two. Um, there was one thing I liked that he told her that he regarded not marrying her um from his lips and that was bittersweet so you know the duke i mean the way they played the relationship in the movie was good i mean because in the in the novel duke leo not the duke and lady jessica do love each other so they're very much in love. It's just because of the circumstances that they're they're not married, and that is something that even in the book, in some of the scenes that she she regrets in a way, but she never has pushed the Duke to marry her. So, so it's Doom is a very complicated story in a way and so like having like two hours and almost 30 minutes doesn't really in some ways isn't given enough time because the story itself is, is complicated and and what happens and so like I said this is more of a saga and I think people going out are wanting an action adventure movie because that's what we've been used to with the Marvel movies or any type. I mean, if you go to the movies anymore, it's explosions, gun, gun battles, swords blazing, people using powers, robots. You, you know what I mean. I mean, we've got the Eternals coming out. Now we've got a bunch of aliens coming in. I mean, that looks really good. I want to see that too, but I probably won't be able to see it until it comes on DVD, which that'll be probably sometime after Christmas. So, I mean, you have that too, and that's fine. And there's places for action movies, but I think the way it was advertised, I think it was misleading to people who don't know anything about Doom. And I think they went to the movie theater and go, oh yeah, it's going to be like Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, uh, no, it's not. It's a saga. <laughs> I mean, not everything can be about spaceships and laser guns and blowing up things characters do matter and I think it would be nice if movies would TV shows would get back to that about developing characters and I think this is what Doom is trying to do with Paul so like I said I I understood the the beginning of the movie I just found it choppy but I understood I understood certain things because I had the source material to to draw upon. And I think people who didn't have it, I don't think they're going to like the movie. Until they read the book. So, anyway. So that's my thoughts on Noom. 
and I am going to talk. I know about Christmas. I can hear some people screaming. She's talking about Christmas. You'll understand why I'm going to be talking about Christmas in the next segment. So I will catch you over there and doodles. Alrighty, welcome to my third segment. I'm going to talk about decorating for Christmas. And the saga that happens this time of year on social media. And I'm going to give you my two cents about it. So anyway. Alright, so there's always this dilemma after Halloween. When should you start decorating for Christmas in your house? Now, I am going to put it this way. If you're decorating outside for the holidays, depending on where you live, go ahead and get those decorations out. See, I live where it snows, and sometimes we can have like six inches to a foot of snow by Thanksgiving. <laughs> out of the blue. And actually, next weekend, they're actually calling for snow. I don't know how much. It might just might be just sprinkles. But yeah, it's getting that time of year. And so, when I used to put out decorations, I would go ahead and do it when the weather was nice. Yeah, I get antsy. And sometimes in the the week of Thanksgiving, I'd go ahead and start turning them on only for a short time. I'd give in because I really love Christmas. But, I'd wait. And I'm, I'm talking about maybe just a couple hours. And then after Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving night, I'd go ahead and go up to four or six that that's just me i any earlier than that <clears throat> no but putting them out when the weather's nice and getting the lights up and getting everything up i don't have a problem with that you know if you want to wait until after thanksgiving to turn up decorations turn on your christmas decorations that's fine uh when you're one of my neighbors which was really cool they had hung up their lights and stuff when the weather was really lovely it was like end of october early november and the weather was great and they were out there putting all these lights on and i mean they had the lights on and it was like a month before it's like a few weeks before thanksgiving and uh they had a huge they had a huge get together like i had seen all the cars and so at the end of it that which i thought was really cool at the end of their thanksgiving meal their family time they had a light ceremony and they turned on all the lights when it got dark. It was really cool. <laughs> I got to watch it. <laughs> they don't know that, but I watched it. <laughs> From one of my windows because I was home now for Thanksgiving. And, um... <coughs> I thought that was... I thought that was really neat. It was like, that was really cool. It was like part of their celebration it was at night and they turned on the christmas lights and they were like all oh, the grandkids were happy it was really cool they didn't they haven't done that anymore but i thought that was really cool that they did that one year and um that that was that was pretty cool and like i remember i remember that i remember when it was really warm and nice they were out there putting the christmas lights on and I know some people thought that was early, but when the weather is good, especially when you live when it gets cold, I mean, now it's, they're talking about next week where I live, it's going to go down into the 40s and the lows in the 30s. 
I mean, if you live like down south where the temperature is still in the 50s and it goes warms up to the 70s, I can see you waiting to put up the Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> but where I live, that's hard to do. It's like, you know, I've seen one house in one of the neighborhoods that's already got their Christmas decorations out. They haven't turned them on. They've just got them ready to go because the weather was good. I haven't seen people put on the Christmas lights. Getting them ready. They haven't turned them on. They're getting them ready. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. And I don't know why people have a problem with people starting to decorate things outside in November. I mean, yeah, you turn it on it's a little early. I get that. And, you know, I try to wait when I did that. If I did, I only had them on for a couple hours a night. Christmas lights make me happy. So, anyway, it brings me back to social media. And while I've been seeing posts about, well, you shouldn't decorate until after Thanksgiving, you know, you should, still, you should celebrate Thanksgiving first, then Christmas. Alright. So, let me tell you something. If I want fall decorations, I can, right now, I can look outside and watch the trees change colors. And they're beautiful this year. And I've been enjoying that. I don't want fall decorations in my house. I'm just like, and if I ever put fall decorations, they're going to be like in September and October. And then maybe a few, and then maybe doing the transition and having a few mixed in with Christmas stuff. You People do that. And I've seen people do that and make it really tastefully. And lights. <clears throat> but anyway, but when I was a kid, like I said, by Thanksgiving roll around, I I never understood why Thanksgiving was in November. Because every time Thanksgiving rolled around, it was cold, it was snowy, and there was no leaves on the trees. And people were talking about, oh, it was still fall. And I'm like, well, there's a foot of snow outside. <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> I'm just like, no. So... And, and then you wait until after Thanksgiving. I always remember the week... Uh, I always remember as a kid, Thanksgiving being, though that weekend, really busy. And sometimes stressful because my parents would make the dinner and then we would start changing furniture around. we start getting out the Christmas tree and stuff and the decorations and my mom trying to get everything decorated before she went back to work. And it was stressful. And now we're like... Now it's just... We don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, we do decorate. But... My mom still decor. My mom decorates, but... <coughs> you know, now it's like... You know, we decorate... If we want to decorate November, we decorate November. But this is like, you know, you know, a person should be able to decide whether they want to do about decorating. And I get tired of these posts about people decorate, you know, well, you shouldn't decorate your house or turn on Christmas lights until after Thanksgiving. Okay, outdoor lights, granted, I'll grant, I'll grant you that one. But what I do inside my own house is none of your business. If I want to turn on my Christmas lights and decorate my bedroom and put on my Christmas lights, so be it. 
because it gets dark, especially now after the time change. Because now it's going to be dark. It was being dark around 6 o'clock. It started getting dark around 5.30. Now it's going to start getting dark around 4.30 and be completely dark by 5 o'clock for the next few weeks until December 21st and it'll start going the other way. And you know, I kind of like to have my Christmas lights on. Because it makes me feel makes me feel happy. I have my Christmas lights on and they've been on for over a week because I put them on a certain time and so now after the time change they should come on the time that I want and I'll be adding some more. I've been waiting for the time change and now I'll be adding some more lights to it. You know, that's what I like. And I get tired of these posts and going, well, you can't have Christmas lights and, and yet and still have and still be grateful. Yes, I'm very grateful for the, for the things that I have and the life that I have. I understand the meaning of Thanksgiving. All right. But to me, Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of go together. You know, the other day I was I was on the phone. And I was doing some business and at the end of it, I wish the person I was talking to. A happy Thanksgiving. I didn't say Merry Christmas. I said Happy Thanksgiving because that is the first holiday coming up. This is what people are going to be celebrating is Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, I go around telling people Happy Thanksgiving right now. Even though I love Christmas, it's Thanksgiving first. I understand the meaning of Thanksgiving. I've got a lot of things to be grateful about. And gratitude. It's time for spending family. And having a nice meal. And being grateful to God for what we have is gratitude. I get it. I don't need to put... I can have both Christmas and Thanksgiving in my house. And still understand the meaning of Thanksgiving. And still listen to Christmas music. I enjoy Christmas music. I mean, I, I've watched a couple of movies on Hallmark. Because I know if I don't watch them now, time I really want to watch them in December, they'll have other stuff on. Hallmark is a different different topic for a different day under Christmas. But I get, I get really tired of these, of these comments and people talking about being a Christian and how you should do it. And I'm like, no, this is my house. I'm like... I am very grateful. I understand the meaning of Thanksgiving. I get it. But I also enjoy Christmas lights. They remind me of the reason for the season. Christ came, Christ was born on earth to bring light to the to all mankind. Period. And we celebrate Jesus' birthday. In the most darkest time of the year, almost. Well, I mean, it starts getting light, but if you look at the sky, it, it's dark. I mean, it gets dark, and how we don't have that much light, and it's a reason to to reminds me as a Christian that this is what Christians are supposed to be about: bringing the news of the good news about Christ and being the light, being the refuge in the darkness. I get it. And then also being in November is a time of being thankful. And I just kind of think that no Thanksgiving and Christmas and the New Year and the New Year's about 
rebirth, not starting over again and having a clean slate. Those are three holidays. And I don't really, and I'll tell you honestly, I'm not really a New Year's Eve person. All right. I do like staying up and watching, hearing the fireworks and, uh, and the ball dropping and watching it on TV and going to bed, you know, but I'm not really into to New Year's that well, but I understand how they put it on the calendar, like to be grateful, to, to count your blessings, especially in a time when we're living uncertainty. I have a lot of things to be grateful about. I still have my health. I'm still here. Um, I'm still running. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting therapy for my hands, even though I don't agree about having surgery. That's okay. I'm still going to talk to my doctor why he still wants me to have it. You know, I'm still, I still, I'm still able to get most of my meds, which is a good thing. You know, I have concerns in my life right now, but out of the uncertainty, on all of the uncertainty of things of going on because of COVID and issues with the supply chain and stuff going on, I'm you know, it helps to think to get your priorities back of thinking about what you need to be grateful for. And I have a lot of different things to be grateful for. Um, my mother's health, which is a good thing. My cat's doing good. You know, vet bills can be a lot of money, especially when you have things that come on unexpectedly. You know, I still have my cat. My cat's doing good. My cat's in really good health. He's just a little bit overweight, but we're working on it. <clears throat> you know, I I have a ha you know, I have a roof over my head. I have heat. I have clothes. I have blankets. I have stuff to keep me warm. I have security right now. There's a lot of things I'm grateful for. And I don't need to be told to be grateful. This is one thing I get. And I don't need to be told by other people who don't want to put up their Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. That's fine. And, you know, another thing I, I like to talk, sometimes I want to say on Facebook, is like, okay, if you feel like you shouldn't be decorating your house before, Chris, before Thanksgiving, then you shouldn't be buying any Christmas presents before Thanksgiving. Sometimes I, I want to ask some of these people, how often have you been buying Christmas presents? I mean, if you feel that strongly, then you shouldn't be buying your gifts for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Which we know that's impossible right now, so, so especially with the, with the supply chain. Alright, so anyway, so let me tell you why. And I have, and I have, and I have family members outside of my household that give me a little bit of a hard time about decorating after Christmas, decorating before Thanksgiving. All right. I tell you, I'll tell you a story that happened to me a few years ago. All right. I, I was, I was taking some classes and I got, I was really busy and I got like really sick like late October and November. I was like really sick and I was just doing what I needed to do to get done. So when I got better 
and around in December, I realized I did not buy my Christmas gifts. I hadn't really decorated anything, what I wanted to do, because I got really sick. And it really put me on a lot of pressure to get, because it was hard to get stuff back then, because they were almost out, whatever. But the supply chain was better, but it was still, like, not guaranteed it was going to be here before Christmas. So I was like, all right, this and that. And I learned from that point on after that, that there are some things that I needed to do. So the following year, I started my Christmas shopping early, like in October. I started getting things. Um, I started doing, you know, the deals, Cyber Monday deals and all that. I started doing that. And I also started decorating early because I realized if I got sick, again, how far that would put me back and the time I get better and how close it'd be to Christmas. I didn't want to go through that. So I started decorating early. I don't pull on all my decorations all at once. But I started decorating, started getting ready and started doing that. Well, it was a good thing I did because a few years later, guess what? I got sick with a really nasty sinus infection. This is for COVID. And I had, I had most of my Christmas shopping done. I had most of my decorations up when I wanted. And I didn't have to worry about it. Now, I had, I had to put a few more up. But I was able to do that. But it was nice for me to already have. And this was like done. And I didn't have to worry about doing it in December. I, you know, I didn't have to worry about it. And especially when the years I, I didn't get sick. It was nice to do it. Have it already done before Thanksgiving. Enjoy the nice meal. And then enjoy that weekend without worrying about putting up decorations and putting up a Christmas tree. Well, well sometimes we do put up. We do, we do, we do a Christmas tree. But, but it was just nice to have most of the things done. Because I'm telling you what. After, no, after Thanksgiving in December, December goes pretty quick. It's like, you only have so many weeks, especially this year. Uh, Thanksgiving is on the 26th of November. I know this because I have dates coming up for different things. And that's the last Thursday of the month, because Thanksgiving falls on the 4th, Thursday. So it's late this year, I think, how they, they say that. So basically, you only have, like, less than a month because it's the 26th. So basically, you have less than, like, you have, like, after Thanksgiving, you have, like, 28 days before Christmas. It's not a lot of time. And then you start, and then you wait, and you start decorating and putting this out and putting that out. You're going to be really stressed out. And not enjoy the holiday, what Christmas really means. See, I don't get this bullcrap about waiting to decorate. I mean, if you want to put yourself under that much strain and stress about decorating and trying to make your house look festive and you're waiting until after Thanksgiving or doing on Thanksgiving weekend and getting trying to get it all done because of your schedule, I think people are nuts for doing that. That's my opinion. I think you're nuts. If you one thing if you want to put yourself under that much stress, be my guest. Instead of just taking things out slowly and just starting to add them to your collection. I mean, you can put your Christmas lights up, but you don't have to turn them on until after Thanksgiving. I mean, and there's some lights that you can get that, you know, I like multicolor. You know, you can get the warm light whites 
they look good with anything. And then add, you know, more multi as Christmas comes. There's ways of doing it, but getting on social media and telling people, well, you need to do this and you can't do that. I'm just like, I get tired of it. It's like, don't you tell, don't you tell me what I can't do my home. It's like telling me, well, about Thanksgiving. It's like, it was like, it being like me telling people, well, you should go ahead and decorate and save yourself some time and energy and stress. You should start decorating now for Christmas. And then, you know, you don't want like that either. So why are you telling Zach opposite? I understand the meaning of Thanksgiving. If you don't ask, don't know, ask. I understand Thanksgiving is a time to be grateful and gratitude and spending time with friends and family that you want to spend time with, especially family, and enjoying a nice meal and just be relaxed and enjoy the time with your family. I get it. And being gratitude and giving thanks for what, you, what you've been blessed with in your life from, from the Lord. I get it. But I don't understand why people just get up in an uproar about this when people want to decorate. I mean, I've been seeing posts from this from like from like the last week of October going into November. And I keep seeing them and it just drives me batty. <laughs> I'm just like, you're not telling me what I can't can't do in my own house. Uh, I want to put on my Christmas lights and have them on. So be it. I'm probably today when I add some more Christmas lights. I like Christmas. You know, I I do different things. I I have my Christmas decorations, and, and I have my lights because it's really nice to sit and watch TV when the dark is of the day, and I have all my lights on, and I know what time to go off, and it tells me what time I need to go to bed. And also, they did studies. People who decorate earlier are more, are more happy. Too, anyway. And also, another thing which bugs me is people ask me, why do I decorate so early for Christmas? First of all, I have a chronic illness. I have my good days and I have my bad days. And I find out if I put, my, if I put Christmas on the schedule, Christmas ain't going to get done. Or I'm not going to enjoy the Christmas that I like to enjoy. Period. All right. I have energy. Some days I have more energy. Some days I don't need to take a nap. Some days my body is good and I can go to bed early and that's fine. And then some days I need that nap. I need to lay down for an hour or two. It's just, I just don't know when I'm going to need that nap. Or I just don't know when I'm going to get sick again. Or I don't know how, if I get a flare up. Because if I get a flare up, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just doing what I need to do and then play the catch up game. Which gets frustrating. So, so I start decorating because it's easier for me to go ahead and do it. Plus, I love Christmas. And I love the Christmas lights. And I love to get those going and seeing what I need and batteries and different things and find out. Now, I don't have all my Christmas lights up. I'll be finishing that probably this week. Trust me, by Thanksgiving, they'll be all up. And I might be adding some more. But... And then getting my decorations. And then because, and then one thing now, I used to put like really cool uh, decorations up in my room. But because of my cat, um, I don't do that anymore because I don't want them to break. I don't want them to get broke. <laughs> so I've changed the way I decorate. But I still have my Christmas lights and I still like them. 
and the light that they give. And then when I have my candles on, the, the warmth that they get. And it reminds me of the meaning of the season. It reminds me right now to be grateful for what I have. And that reminds me Christmas is coming up. You know, the ultimate gift, what, what God gave was his only begotten son. You know, and then New Year's is about starting over rebirth. If you want to think about that way, you know, stuff like that. I mean, if people want to wait until after Thanksgiving and be stressed out about Christmas, be my guest. And then this year with the, with the other issues going on doesn't help. But this has been going on for years about this. And I see this on social media all the time. And I, it just gets on my nerves, if you can't tell. It just gets on my nerves. Like, what does it matter if I'm decorating my house before Thanksgiving and getting it ready and then turning on the lights and enjoying them for me and my family. What's the big deal for you? If it bothers you that much, you don't have to come over to my house until after Thanksgiving. There you go. <laughs> and if you get mad because decorations are already out in my front yard and they haven't been turned on, then I think that's more about you than it is about me. Anyway. But no, I, you know, I actually thought about putting stuff out in my front yard this year and I just don't, I'd like to, I miss that in some ways, the light, but it's a lot of work and I just don't feel like my body can handle that. Um, this and that. I thought about putting up Christmas lights in the windows, but I don't know. I know how my body is and how it feels and I just don't want to push it right now. So I don't know. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll just decorate when my normal decorations, what I like. And that means Christmas lights, um, putting up a Christmas tree. Probably we won't put up our Christmas tree until after Thanksgiving or about a week before Thanksgiving. Get it, let it, uh, push out this and that. So, and then training the cat to stay away from it. <laughs> That's always fun. But, you know, this is what we knew. And we just find that, I just find when December comes around, it's just a lot more enjoyable. I already got my decorations done. I don't have to worry about things. I can do other things. This and that. I don't have to worry about decorations. I already got them done. And it just takes more stuff off of me where I can actually enjoy the holiday. And that's what it is. I mean, you only you only live once and you should be able to do what you want to do and deck your house the way you feel like. If you want to wait until after Thanksgiving and do all that work within a few days, be my guest. If you're like me, want to do it here and there sparingly, you don't have to get it fully decorated. But, you know, you start putting up decorations here and there and getting it ready. And that way, you don't have that much to do on Thanksgiving weekend. Then, hey, be my guest. It works out better. Y you know, I mean, hey, I mean, it's just the same thing. I mean, I think sometimes people want to make more work and then tell other people to make more work. I'm like... That's fine. You don't have to watch Hallmark movies right now. 
I watched another one the other night. That was a good one. I liked. I talked about that more. Uh, the one I watched the other night was on Wednesday. It was on Wednesday night. It was called The Christmas Promise. That was a good one. Um, I know they're all romantic, but um, it was dealing, it was, the main character was dealing with a death right around Christmas and how she felt. So I thought that was a pretty good one in the subject matter that they were dealing with. I thought that was a nice one. Um, it wasn't your normal, like, soapy ones, you know, the Hallmark's known for, but it was dealing with something with what most people deal with, a loss around Christmas and how to deal with that. And it's okay to celebrate Christmas even when someone died so close to it. So that one was a pretty good one. I, I recommend that play out. It's going to play out like four more times. I think it's going to be on again on the 23rd or something. But you can go to Hallmark. It was actually on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. So if you go online and look it up, the Christmas Promise, and, and press the little tab that says Showtimes, it'll tell you when it's going to come out and gone. That's another thing about, too, when I get aggravated with with Hallmark is they show these new movies and if you don't watch a new movie within a certain time and time that December comes around and they're showing other movies they don't show the the ones that they showed in November as much they keep showing the ones that they did in the summer they also had some good ones too back in the day not older that weren't as um romantic so there's one um I would recommend I'm not sure if it's still available for free on uh, Amazon or not. I'll have to look that one up again. I guess I like to watch it. It's called the a Christmas Wish. Um, basically, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's about a single mother. Well, actually, it's about a woman who is getting divorced from her second, from her husband. And he abandons her. He leaves off with his friends, leaving with leaving leaving her with his son, her stepson, and so basically she leaves. She can't pay the rent anymore, and so she leaves her home. Hardly she leaves her trailer. She packs up the kids, and and she starts looking for work. And and the little girl is like. Christmas is going to be really good this year, Mama, because she believes in God. And and the little boy, her stepson doesn't like her and talking about, well, Dad, his dad's going to come back for them and blah, blah, blah. And, and she's like, no, he's not. So this is more like a family drama, a family issues, what people who struggle hard times about and about Christmas and just dealing with the reality of life. This is one of the ones I like because basically how the townspeople come in and, and, and help, help her out. She finds what it's really good. I recommend that one. That's like one of my ones I have to watch. I might try to find it today and watch it. <laughs> I know it's a little early, but yeah, it's one of the ones that I like to watch year after year. Cause it's not, it's not dealing with romance every single time. Like you see on Hallmark, it's not, that type it's just dealing with real issues and those are the christmas movies that i find best on hallmark the ones that kind of actually deal with real issues that people deal with around the holidays and still make it a christmas movie 
and just the belief in the main kind and stuff like that. Those are the kinds that I like. And I also like to decorate. So my thing is, you know, if you want to criticize me for decorating too early, so be it. I really don't care. This is my house. I'm going to do what I need to do because I know how I feel. And I know what happens to my body. And I also enjoy my Christmas lights. You know, I mean, I know people who leave a who leave up a Christmas tree all year round and decorate for different seasons, which is kind of cool. You know, you know, and I understand. You know, like as soon as after Halloween, all the stores start bringing out their Christmas stuff, but in reality, it's not that far away with Christmas. I mean, I remember when stores used to wait until after Thanksgiving and they'd all go out. And stuff, and then people rush out and buy everything, and it'd be hard to find. It's just crazy, but it, it's the way it is. And people do buy Christmas stuff in the summer. They do buy Christmas stuff in the early because there's some stuff that if you don't find, especially this year with the supply chain issues, you know, you may it you may go back to the grocery store and it may not be there. You know. I saw people at the grocery store the other day buying up stuff for baking goods. I couldn't believe how busy they were. I was like, oh my goodness gracious. People were buying stuff and they were stocking up on certain things. People are getting ready for the holidays. They're getting ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, people are thinking ahead. My family and I were thinking ahead. We've been thinking ahead since October about certain things. Because we know it's going to be here before you know it. And we also know how things are getting in the store. And, you know, we see it, we pick it up. So, it's one of those issues as well. So, anyway. Well, I am going to leave it from here. And and I also want to say, if you've been thinking about somebody, you know, call them. See how they're doing. We rely on too much of technology, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, you know, reach out. I know I say don't, I know sometimes I don't say don't text, don't email, but sometimes, you know, you don't have a choice about that either. I was thinking about that earlier this week about somebody and I know. But, you know, you know, if you can, you know... I would, you know, if you can, call them. If you're thinking about somebody, call them. Talk to them. Because that does make a person feel good. It makes them feel like somebody in the world cares. Other than sending a text. Or a message on Facebook. Or through Messenger. This and that. So, anyway. Because there's a reason why you're thinking about them. So anyway, and also spend time with the people that you love because that's one thing about Thanksgiving I like. It's about spending time with people that you care about and they care about you because maybe next year they won't be around or something happens. You just never know. You just never know how, you know, when you just never know what the future holds and you have now. And it's just, it's, talking about priorities and also remember this is november be you know be thankful for what you have even though if you're in the midst of a crisis still find things that you're thankful about 
Even if it's simple things. And even if you don't feel like you don't have the, the, the thankful spirit, you know, you can always ask the Lord to show you how to be thankful. I mean, I know these are troubling times and doesn't seem right right now there's no there's no end in sight but it will end eventually i'm not going to get into all that but there's always a season for for good times and bad times and right now it just seems like our country's in a season of difficult times and difficult times reveals our true character that's all i want to say about that but you can also still be grateful for what you have and that's what thanksgiving means to me is being grateful even in the midst of christmas lights and all that it reminds me to be grateful to look back to see what i have and what i have in my life and to be grateful even though in the midst of difficult decisions coming up, difficult things, how hard it is to get certain things. Like I can't get a certain cat food from my cat. They're completely gone. It's completely out. So, but I'm grateful for my cat's health. Um, I also know that the Lord will provide something or give me an idea how to help my cat. Until I can find what he needs to eat. I mean, he doesn't have serious. He's just overweight. But the light food for wet is no longer available. And and I don't know when they're going to get that back. Because probably the ingredients are somewhere on a ship. Sitting on an ocean somewhere. So, this and that. And there's just a lot of different things going on. But... I also do know that the Lord will supply, and I don't really have to worry about it. Um, I'll figure out something. I always do. That's just part of life. But, like I said, the this is a time of being grateful. And I can still be grateful amongst Christmas decorations and Christmas lights. Because I understand the reason for the season. Because if Christ wasn't born... Because really Christmas is about Jesus' birthday. If Jesus wasn't born to a virgin, to Mary, 2,000 years ago or longer now, we wouldn't have Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is... We wouldn't have Thanksgiving. So, so they all kind of go together. In my mind. Anyway, so anyway, I people, I think we need to get away from, I know from text, but sometimes you only have a text, but we need to start making contact with people, especially after being in a lockdown and dealing with the COVID restrictions and all that. I think we just need to start contacting people and not think people's got the heebie-jeebies all the time. I think we're just too scared and I think it's time to start getting back to normalcy and still and still yet have common sense at the same time so that's what i'm going to say so i am going to end it there and i will catch you next time
Also, you can also catch me on Twitter. My handle is AM Storytelling. Um, there, there's my website, Alexander Mars. That's where my blog is at. You can also send me an email at Alexander Mars, the writer, at AOL.com. If you can't remember that, you can always go to my website, Alexander Mars, look under contact, and send me and send me an email through that. So I will have a good week and remember to spend time with the ones that you love. And I will see you next time. Toodles.